I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 249 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And during this episode, we have the curse of Yarg, the return of Mr. Brad Dahl of Yarg Metal. If you haven't checked Yarg Metal out, it is at yargmetal.com. He plays all types of hard rock and metal, and it is great, great to break away from the same old, same old, because sure, from time to time, you may. Here's something that you know, but for the most part, there's a lot of deeper tracks and things from bands that are are, are not in the norm. Things like uh, Fiction 6 or 220 Volt or stuff like that where, you know, he likes to bring other things to the table that you may not know of. And for the crowd that says that no new music comes out, I think Brad's on the polar opposite of that, where he likes showcasing Again, bands we all know, but also bands that we aren't quite as familiar with. So there you go. And if you've ever had a chance to listen to any of my episodes with Brad, you know that hijinks ensue. There's always some great or cringeworthy stories, depends on how you look at it, from his day job. And uh, yeah, there's more of more of that during this episode, and there will be more to come in the future. So I want to remind you guys that if you want to take part in the Scorpions discussion on November 26th, that is the Friday after Thanksgiving, two bucks a month gets you on screen, gets you in the actual discussion with your voice. Sure, you can join us in the chat and um, discuss, you know, Scorpions while we talk about the band. but. You can join us and give us your opinion, talk about what turned you on to the band, talk about seeing them live, talk about some cool music by them, so on and so forth. So uh, again, Patreon is the place to be for that. Just go to patreon.com forward slash marsattackspodcast.com and or not marsattackspodcast, go to patreon.com forward slash marsattackspodcast. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what happens when you type and you uh, you try to talk at the same time. Anyway, I do want to send a quick shout out to all of my patrons who basically follow me everywhere I go. Um, I will give you a quick rundown of their names and then jump into the other stuff that I have going on in the event that you're not aware of all of this great stuff. So... We have Johan up in Sweden. We have Rob Rowe from the Rock and Row podcast. We have Metal Dan, Jerry from Long Island, Jose up in Connecticut. We have Chris Vaglio from the Chris and Amanda show. We have the metal dentist, Gabriel Ruiz. We have Mark Schriegel from Talking Metal. We have Brad Dahl from Yard Metal, who guests on today's show. We have our Mike Jones. We also have Jeremy Weltman, who will be up at roughly the six-minute mark with his patron's pick for this episode. And we have Twisted Steve Hoker, 
who is currently down at Disney World. I hope he is having a great time. And um, yeah, Steve is Steve is great. They're all great. Like I said, they're the first people to jump in on all the zaniness that I'm trying to do to help spread the word of my podcast and and all the other things that I'm doing. Uh, I mentioned Metal Dan. Metal Dan has won Trivia Tuesday two weeks in a row. And last week, it was actually won by Chris Sinzak of the Despo Geek podcast. And not by much, but uh, Trivia Tuesday is exclusively on Twitch. The reason that I'm using Twitch is because the platform allows me to pull off what I've envisioned with trivia questions. Okay. And it's hard rock and metal trivia. If you're into that kind of stuff, you go to Twitch. It's at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, uh, 10 p.m. in the UK, and 11 p.m. in Europe. And you can play on your phone. You can play on your computer. All you got to do is select the correct answer, either on your phone or your computer. And then you get points based on how quickly you're able to answer. If you answer wrong, though, you lose quite, you lose points, and that's based on how quickly you answer wrong as well. So outside of that, I do Signals from Mars live on Fridays, uh, which is where this chat with um, uh, Brad Dahl came from. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK, midnight for those of you like myself in Europe. And that is YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Mixcloud and a bunch of other platforms. Just go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more about that and all the other social media platforms where the show is involved or where you could keep up with the show. Also, we have Fireside, uh, which happens right before the live show. And check that out as well. Here's Jeremy Welpin with Patrons Pick. Hi, everyone. Time for another Patrons Pick. There were 23 albums put up over the last week by Victor Rez on his on his site, MarsAttacksRadio.com. There were four EPs, four reissues, one live album, and one compilation. Uh, of the reissues, there was Ozzy Osbourne's Diary of a Madman, uh, which obviously was, is a great album. And there were of the EPs, there was a really decent one from Hardcore Superstar uh, called Weep When You Die uh, with two other tracks. Really enjoyed that one. But it was only an EP. I decided I wasn't going to pick that as the patron's pick. Where I normally pick one of the new albums. Of those, there were some interesting ones. Uh, so just give some honorary mentions to uh, Crazy Licks with Street Lethal. Starts with a fairly utterly meaningless intro, um, as far as I'm concerned. But qu- it quickly morphs into 80s retro hard rock. Really quite like that album. It was good. There's also a great Norwegian melodic sort of brooding metal band called Sark or Sarki. Uh, the album's entitled All Sire. Uh, I, I like that one as well. Then there's Steve Conte uh, with Bronx Cheer, that sort of upbeat, laid-back music from New York. Um, he was re- most recently in Michael Monroe's band. Uh, really liked that as well. That was good. There was a nice bit of soft rock from uh, Memoria Avenue, and some sort of German Rammstein-style rock from Schlatterman, which was also quite good. Um, But this week, the patron's pick is a very interesting debut album from a band called Fans of the Dark. This one we've been reviewing or or listening to some of the tracks on uh, Victor's Patreon site, and we 
didn't like too much the first one, but we got into the second one that was put up. And I've listened to the whole album now, and I really like it. I played it uh, several times. They're a band from Sweden. It's very sort of interesting melodic rock. The uh, lead singer for me, Alex Falk, he sounds a little bit like Howard Jones uh, on Light the Torch, the old Kill Switch Engage singer. Um, and so the, he's got a good voice. The, the songs are good. Uh, and so all it remains for me to say is Patron's Pick this week is a really good album by Fans of the Dark. Go ahead and play it. Very cool pick there by Jeremy, uh, Fans of the Dark, an album that, yeah, uh, we posted a video, I want to say late last year, maybe very early this year with Ryan Roxy of Alice Cooper fame. And yeah, it didn't go over well, but the rest of the song seemed to have gone over really well with people. So very cool pick. I do have to check that album out. In any event, thank you for listening to this episode if you've ever listened to any of my episodes with Brad in the past, I'm sure you will enjoy it. Well, if you've enjoyed those episodes. <laughs> Nonetheless, I do want to thank you for listening. As usual, I always say this. There are a ton of other things you guys can be doing. There are a ton of other things you can listen to. There are a lot of great podcasts and a lot of great music out there to discover and to occupy your time. And it is very important to me that you do decide to listen to my show over some of the other stuff that's out there. Uh, so for that, I do want to thank you. And on that note, I leave you with my chat with Brad. Welcome, everyone, to the November 5th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream. I am joined by Mr. Brad Dahl. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is uh, awesome, Jeremy. I'm glad I reminded you. I was, I was in. Um, some of you guys joined me, kind of joined me on Fireside because it was broadcasting out onto Twitter and um, one out on YouTube and Twitch. And I was opening up different screens to see what people were were chiming in about. Um, if you guys haven't. Um, Asked in on Fireside, you can do that. And then that way um, I can bring you up on stage during the show while I'm doing that live. Brad just went through all the fiery hoops. So let's see if they allow him in. Fiery hoops. That might lead into today's story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, I want to say hello to Jeremy in the UK. It is nice and early for you tonight. Jeremy's here at uh, 10 p.m. Jose is in Connecticut. Uh, he is. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, so on the East Coast, it's what? It's uh, it's not 11 p.m. on the on the East Coast. Why the hell is my computer telling me that? No. That's, that's no, it's if it's 3 p.m. on the West Coast, it means that it's 6 p.m. On the East Coast. It's the same time as usual. That I don't know why I'm fumbling here. 
Um, for Johan, Johan, an hour early for us for this week. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Um, so Jose, just to, uh, answer real quick and hello to, uh, Paula as well. Um, so Fireside's a platform that Mark Cuban started and with a bunch of different people and, um, they have a really I don't know if secure is the right thing, but there's they have a vetting process. There you go. Where they want to make sure that trolls aren't coming onto the platform. So they want to check out, you know, why you're there, who told you about it. And from there, um, if you're if you get in and you get into trouble, they know who to say, hey, why'd you tell this joker to uh to join us? You know, because um he happens to be causing all these problems. So, see, I could have had, where'd this go? Something just literally disappeared in front of me. Oh, how'd that move spots? Just <laughs> looking for that. There we go. Anyway, the, the cool thing with Fireside is that if I have enough of a following, I spoke to several bands' publicists, somebody that I get along with very well, and I explained the platform to her because somebody that I interviewed a few months back said, hey, would love to come back on because I want to do an interactive show where people are asking questions and doing this kind of stuff. And I said, okay. So I explained to the PR person, I said, well, Fireside is a new um, social audio platform, and it allows you to talk to people, interview people, and it allows you to call the audience up on stage and allow them to ask questions. So, for example, you have the Udo shirt on. Um, if we have Udo Dirk Schneider on, imagine instead of chatting this stuff up in, in the chat, there you go, the new album Game Over. Um, instead, instead of just typing your questions up. Here you go. Udo, his son, the rest of the band. You guys would be able to actually uh, speak to the person in question, the guest in question. So if you have any type of question, you'd be able to ask. Obviously, if you ask something that they complain about, then it'd kick you off the platform. But, you know, hey, <laughs> there's sometimes there's a price to pay. Yeah, my my question about this, okay, I like I am being hopefully vetted now and they're going to let me on. We'll see. Right. Um is will it be that easy to get the artist to get on there? Are there or are there several people who are already on this platform? Okay, so that's a very good question because um that's one of my questions as well. But I'll say this they're really good about handling questions personally. The person that's running this along with Mark Cuban, um, she's very hands-on. So you can email her Oh, cool. or I have a contact within the support with their support team. They actually did. So um, I had some questions for them and they actually got on video chat with me to talk about different things. Um, unfortunately, a lot of things that I talked to them about ended up being what I'm doing on Twitch on Tuesdays, but, uh, 
I, I wanted to do a trivia show. And ultimately, the reason why I started doing that on Twitch is because Twitch has a plugin built in that allows you to do trivia questions. So uh, that's why I went that route. Um, I mean, this all of these different things depends on how many people, how many people are interested, how many people we can get back on here. If ultimately we can only get three people on Fireside after like a month or two, then there's kind of no reason to continue to do it. Uh, with Twitch, it's kind of the same thing, but I think with Twitch, maybe with that interactive feature, because Brad, you've been on the two weeks. Um, from what Dan and you have been saying, it's been, you know, uh, entering the trivia questions and Dan has said that he's like a lot of like my banter in between the questions and whatnot. Um, what are, what have, you tell the people what has been your experience with those Tuesday night uh, trivia shows. This is fantastic because this is something I actually really wanted to talk about is how awesome okay. your trivia show is. And uh, I, I think it would be incredibly more awesome if more people would join in. Not that Metal Dan isn't, I mean, let's face it, he whooped my ass this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, and. Uh, it's the stupid '90s bands that get me, um, but that's cool. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I need to, I need to bridge that gap in my uh, my music knowledge. But uh, but the it's really fun. I don't know. I'm a I'm a big trivia guy anyway. I really I really okay. find the, those kind of things fun. Uh, but the way you do it is very cool, and the way it is on Twitch is very cool. It's you know you just punch your answer right in there, and like you said, the sooner you answer, the more points you get. Of course, if you answer incorrectly. And you answer quickly incorrectly, then you lose that many points as lose well. Lose big, yeah, which is good because then that just keeps people from just guessing on everything, right? Um, yeah, that is if you want to win. But I, I think it'd be a blast if we got more people on there. So everybody listening to this, you need to, you need to get on Twitch here uh, with Victor and you, yeah, and Tuesdays. It's that tri trivia Tuesdays. We're gonna probably ride that for a while. I think. Yeah. Yep. And, and unless we, uh, you know, unless things don't work out and, and I just decide to take it to, um, to, to, to another, you know, to another day. I mean, what, what could end up happening if Tuesday, if, if fireside doesn't work out, I could potentially end up just moving that trivia show to Fridays because most of the audience is here on Fridays. The, the biggest pain in the ass out of the whole thing because this is something that I've been thinking about all week. I was thinking, well, why don't I just do the, the entire show on Twitch instead? Uh, the problem is having the format, um, being able to uh, have guests on would be the, the hardest thing and having that um, everything else going on. But now that I'm thinking, I could actually run that trivia outside of this and, and run it through here. I don't know. There's um, there, there's still some 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 different things that we can try uh, to see if it'll work. But um, well, I see. Johan wants yeah. to know what is Twitch. Um, yeah, it is a, a side effect of some medications and a couple of different <laughs> illnesses. That's for sure. Uh, but it's also an app that you can put on your phone. Yeah. And, uh, you, and you can also uh, log into twitch.com on your, your laptop as well. So similar to um, YouTube. Yeah. And it's easy. It's not like fireside. You can get right in. 
and uh yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty dang cool and it would be a blast i i think even victor might be able to come up with a rush question knowing that uh, johan's going to participate yeah there's there's it's funny because uh i have a few in mind i haven't included them in the first 50 questions i will say that brad and metal dan have seen half of my questions so far but i think this last week was was kind of a good mix. It was a half hour long. Yeah. It was more or less 15 minutes of me talking at the beginning, 15 minutes worth of questions. And then after we kind of hung out for a few minutes and that was it. It's a, it's a short show. Um, That's a good way to do it, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it is as well, because I think the first week I tried doing an hour worth of questions and that was way too long. Um. And let's see, Jose asks if there's a fee. There's no fee, obviously, for Twitch. There isn't. You're on it now. Uh, I think I think we might have to charge Jose. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a family <laughs> discount. Um, yeah, a family discount. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, and Fireside, there's no charge for that either. It's just all the rings you um, you have to jump through, all the fiery hoops. Speaking of fiery hoops, what is this bonfire night, Jeremy? I don't know. Do you know anything about this, Victor? Is this like have, a? Is this just a UK thing, or it could be a UK thing? Jeremy, what's uh, what's bonfire night? Yeah, what's with all the fireworks? Are fireworks legal in in England? <laughs> fireworks are legal uh, all over Europe. You you yeah. can't really. You 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 can't you can't buy ibuprofen over the counter. You can, <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. You're right. Gee Falks night. Okay. Correct. Yeah. It sounds like some weird hockey guy. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, Bonfire, the German band. Um, Guy Fox was a, um, uh, a revolutionary that had his, uh, yeah, the conspiracy of gunpowder, November 4th, 5th. He tried to blow up parliament and he got, uh, what, drawn and quartered instead? Isn't there a there sound was- effect for that? Um, <laughs> there you go. I mean, I've got, I've got quite a few. Yeah. You need to, you need to have those at the ready. You need to be queued yeah, the, up. So I have two different, two different options for this. Uh, I have a bunch on the board that I use for, um, for the show, but you always have to go like back and forth. You know, so to explain, for example, we celebrate it every year with a bonfire, the false guy and the fireworks, bloody noise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to say, I've, as Victor knows, I've been in Wyoming uh, a couple of times these past few weeks and fireworks are legal there. They're not really legal here. Okay. In Utah, uh, which is of course where I'm hanging out. And uh, I, I'm always tempted to buy some, but then, you know, setting them off kind of drives uh, Molly, the metal dog a little bit yeah. crazy. So I, I, yeah, I don't do that. And plus I don't want to burn this place down. It's so dry, but now we're getting into the time of year. You know, my tradition when my, my son was young was we'd blow stuff up on Christmas Eve. Okay. And, Same yeah, thing here could, actually. Yeah. Cause you could do it early. You know, I mean, it gets dark at what? Five, five thirty. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like you're waking people up or anything. 
And, and so I try to get the ones that are less uh, noisy, uh, mm-hmm. just the ones that just kind of blow up more. So that way it doesn't bother Molly. And uh, I put her, I put her in the basement in a theater and then I crank up like a rush album and uh, that seems to help. Well, why are you, why are you cranking up uh rush? Is that the scare? Oh, that's for Molly. That's no, no, yeah. not to disturb her. <laughs> um, good one. See, well played. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here, the the first year that I was here for New Year's, actually, no, the second time, because I was here in 96 for New Year's. I guess this was uh, 2002 going into 2003. And it's funny because a lot has changed. Like in front of my house, they redid everything. Like there's, we have um, two sets of train tracks going. Actually, there's three sets of train tracks. Uh, so there's two bridges. They redid the bridges because they were previously were only big enough for uh, for a horse and buggy and like a, a small like Fiat 500. <laughs> um, but um, they redid them. And when they redid them, they redid all the, all the lights. So there's a ton of street lights now. I tell my kids this all the time because we go to walk at night a lot of times and the town is pretty much lit up, but I would tell them, look from here all the way to like the other point of town, there was only one street light. I said, I would ride my bike home to my grandmother's house, which was two towns away and you'd sprint to the streetlights so that the cars could see you. Uh, there was no such thing as fluorescent clothes back then or anything with reflective clothing to, uh, so that cars could see you. So, uh, and, and it was funny because as a result, you know, you could see, um, you know, shooting stars all the time. You could see all types of, you know, stars at night. Now you can't because of all the light pollution that there is here. But uh, there's one time where uh, Gabriel, who I refer to him as the metal dentist, um, there there was a, uh, a, like there's, each town usually has two uh, like celebrations every year. It's usually based on different saint day, different days that pertain to saints. Um, so here, we were getting ready to go to one of these get-togethers. Uh, this would be equivalent to like a fair in the U.S., basically. And because there were no streetlights, we're, we're walking down the street, and I see this thing coming at us. I'm like, oh, my God, there's like this gorilla coming at us all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, it's my cousin is six, six, feet, six foot four. He's bigger than I am. So he's coming at us. And all of a sudden I hear him saying my name, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to crap myself here because I thought this like giant like thing was coming at us. And it was you, there was a giant thing coming at us, but it was friendly. Um, <laughs> Wait, that was Jose. Yeah. No, Jose, Jose has also been here. Um, I want to say he's, he's been here two or three times. Because where where I live is our grandparents' old house. Um, when my when my grandmother passed away, my wife and I bought the house, and then we we renovated the whole thing. We gutted the whole house because everything on the inside. I mean, the wood was from the 30s. Um, 
and outside of like the beams themselves or not even the beams like the the bigger pillars and things we could keep everything else we we had to get rid of uh but because that was solid oak but um anyway yeah on the lookout for the neighbors dogs plenty of stray dogs back then hey, i've just i've just been approved for a fireside that fast there you go yeah just popped up here it says party time i had no idea there was going to be a party there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, they actually texted me too. So I got it. I got it all around. All right, there you cool. go. Next week. All right, so Fireside, here we come. All right. I'm, I'm in. Next, next Friday. <laughs> so there you go. Jose has been here four times, several times, several weeks in 97. Okay. See, I was by that, by that time, I think the last year I came was like 92 then came back in 96 and then didn't come back until the early 2000s, but I'm here now. Yeah, it doesn't look like you're going anywhere either. Yeah, it's funny because I, I received, um, uh, well, my mother sent me this uh, paperwork that was sent for voting, and it said something to the extent of, well, if, the, if you're living abroad and it's only a temporary residence, I said, yeah, I've been saying it's a temporary residence for almost 18 years now, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how uh how temporary it actually is. When I spoke to uh Ron Scalzo last week, he says to me, uh he says, Yeah, I'm only temporarily here in Nashville. I said, Yep, said that 18 years ago myself. So uh <laughs> we'll see. Well, when I came to Utah in 1984, I said I would leave the day I graduated, and that was a long time ago. So still here. <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird how that works out what what was the main draw school to, to go to utah yeah it was cheap um california was crazy expensive and guess what i had no money because i was a musician right and that's yeah and on plus well i had a, like a, a stupid job i can't remember what i was doing at the time but i was like and i i mean every cent i made was going towards paying rent food car and, and that, I mean, it's like, I don't have any money for school, mm -hmm. uh, but Utah was dirt cheap back then. And, and right. uh, yeah, so I, I got in here pretty easy and, uh, that it, yeah, it's not that way anymore, by the way. So, <laughs> although it's weird, most of our students now are from out of state, which I, I find that just really bizarre. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's probably not as cheap as what it was before but probably a lot cheaper than other states still, because I mean, look, look at all of the famous people that are hightailing it out of California for tax reasons, mainly. Yeah. I don't blame them, which by the way, Wyoming, no state tax. <laughs> See, there you go. There's, there, there's a bunch of, there's, um, I think it's eight states that have no state tax. Yeah. Well, Awesome. Hey, have I ever told the coffee enema story? Is that one that I've told to you guys? Victor's rolling his eyes, so I'm going to say no. You've, you've told several enema stories. I'm just trying to think several of the enemas. You know, there, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let, let me ask this to... Um, uh, as, as, as a preface before we go into this. Um, okay. Hot or cold coffee? 
that's that that's the clue right there that is see you're a thinking man you you if you it had been you there would have been no story so um this uh this (laughs) this is a story from uh quite a long time ago okay and it originates at the motel six in downtown salt lake city now for those of you out of the country i don't know that are there yeah story time with dr brad it's time, kids. Gather around. We're going to have story time with Dr. Brad. Where's Steve? How come Steve's not here? This is, uh, this, yeah, this is right, at, right up his alley. Get it? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you people out of the country, do they have Motel 6s in Sweden? I doubt it. I'm not, I don't get them think in so. Spain? Okay. They're, no, they're, they're probably owned by a company that has, you know, because right. usually, Okay. Usually there's like chains over here that are owned by like the Hilton corporation, but yeah. only, but Hilton's are only in like the big cities, basically like mm. there's it's Carlton's everywhere, but I'm oh, yeah, sure they own cool. other See Johan saying, no, no motel six. Okay. Well, just, just motel- so you guys know nothing good happens at motel six in Salt Lake city, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and and just so you know, Motel Six. I guess the the name of it comes from uh, back in the day when they started the motel. All rooms were six dollars. Okay, I don't know what year that was, but it's a uh, back before I had money. Uh, it was one of the only places I could afford to stay, and so um, yeah, that leads. Well, there's, oh, there's so many other Motel Six stories. Um, but anyway, the 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 fantastic thing. Um, and I don't know if this is a European thing as well, but in America, it's uh, the thing to have coffee in your room. Uh, you know, so they have like a coffee pot in the room so you can make your own coffee in the morning. So you don't have to like drag your ass downstairs to the lobby to get hot coffee. So uh, these people had checked into the Motel 6 um, in downtown Salt Lake City. And I don't know why they decided to start thinking about doing a coffee enema. Um, I, and this, the coffee enema thing goes way back. I mean, I had a buddy in the seventies who, uh, lived in New Zealand for a while and he got hepatitis B there. I, I guess that's a thing in New Zealand. And when he came back, he was showing me. C is the common one, isn't it? Well, now they didn't have C back then. Back then it was only A and B. So yeah, C, C came, C is more, you know, hipper and modern and millennial. So uh, anyway, he got hepatitis and he was doing coffee enemas because uh, somebody had told him it was good for his liver. And there's all kinds of crap out there, no pun intended, about coffee enemas. And it's right. still a thing. So anyways, these guys decided, hey, and it was a, it was a couple, man and a woman, and uh, decided, hey, you know, let's do coffee enemas. We got coffee in the room. Well, Unlike Victor, they never thought about the idea that, hey, you got to let this cool down first. So this woman gave her husband a hot coffee enema. Exactly. Yeah, this guy ended up in the hospital, man. It was bad. I mean, I mean, wrecked him. Yeah, wrecked him. Wrecked him. I hardly knew him. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it, it led me to start thinking about coffee enemas. I, I, I thought, guy, you know, we, I could start like a chain of coffee enema stores and call it Starbucks. No? Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Thank you. I'll be here. Well, at least for the next. Uh, 
Then, uh, you know, I also thought, and you guys are might be too young for this, and especially Europeans aren't going to get this. There used to be a commercial about uh, they'd go into these fancy restaurants. It was a Folgers commercial, which is a powdered coffee here, an instant coffee. And they'd go substitute their fancy coffee with Folgers crystals. And uh, the, the tagline was that, you know, you didn't even know you were drinking Folgers. And so I thought, well, that'd be a great commercial. You know, it's like, we substituted Bob's coffee enema with Folgers crystals. Let's see if he can tell a difference. Yeah. Well, the crystals left him feeling. Exactly. And then they had a jingle that went with that, too. It was uh, the best part of waking up, you know. The yeah. best part of waking up is Folgers up your butt. So I thought I could change that. So. Well, it, it could work. Would they have Paul Stanley singing that like he did back in the uh what back did, in what, what did when he did he do? do that? Was was that like the nineties? <laughs> what did what did he do a commercial for? Oh, he for Folgers. He sings the song. <laughs> no way. No way. Oh, you, you've never oh, heard I'm it. I'm going on YouTube right when we're done here. I'm gonna Wait, find No, him. no, no. You're not going to YouTube. You're hearing it right now, damn it. <laughs> Let me pull that up. That's Paul Stanley singing. Oh wow. I should Paul have done Stanley, it. Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley singing the Folgers song. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's let let's hope. Let's hope that this doesn't get us kicked off of uh, one of these things. I, I had I had to take out music. No, not music. I had to blur images out and take music out of the last episode that I did with Steve. Really? Um, yeah. Huh. Because uh, I got a copyright complaint from Warner Brothers. Wow. What what was it that triggered it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was uh we were talking about Halloween music and um and and he uh and we talked about the misfits and he talked about one song by the misfits called Scream. So while we were talking, I had the video playing and they they did a copyright claim on it. Wow. Okay. You know, you, you let me know when you got it and I'll shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. I, I think it would have been better if he'd have thrown in the up your butt. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Paul Stanley's had a coffee enema or two in his day. I'm going to go out on a limb. So this is who resides next to Paul Stanley in my bank of sounds here. It's, it's Ozzy Osbourne. That's I, I think that's after getting the coffee enema. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and um, 
So he ended up in the hospital. He ended up. Yeah, he ended up in the hospital, man. I mean, burned his ass big time. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that was the take home message, kids. Now Uh, here's a question. Down. Yeah, one lump or two. (laughs) No, I'm not the uh, the the puma from Bugs Bunny. Um, (laughs) Did he then go in to have himself bleached? Because I'm sure. Oh, it was it was totally brown, yeah. Um, no, bleaching came later. That uh, that was this is way pre-bleaching. So okay, but yeah, it was uh, it was bad. It was really bad. So so yeah, kids, don't don't do animas. All right, just don't. Yeah, if you can't poop, there's other ways to go and go uh, get that stuff out of you. Right. Yeah. Chase it out the front door. Just. Uh, yeah. Just ask the the Santa Claus guy. There, there you go. Oh, oh, oh. Um, one uh, one other real quick story. This and I'll tell this one just because it was uh, back in the day when I had a web page that uh, uh, the old Poison Pentium that told poison stories. Um, it was uh, for some reason the most popular one there, which didn't make sense to me because it seemed pretty normal to me. But again, I've seen a lot of people eat and drink a lot of things they shouldn't. But there's a story that started with. Um, uh dad and his buddies decided they hey we need to you know tie one on and they're in in the salt lake area so about an hour and a half west of here is nevada and when you cross the border it's casinos because it's a border town okay it's called wendover right and so these guys decided hey we're gonna go out to wendover we're gonna gamble we're gonna drink and then we're gonna come home well on their way home uh, you know, after a lot of drinking, which it's always good to be drinking and driving, although it's mostly a straight road. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they they all had to pee. But okay. the guy didn't want to pull over, okay, which would have been the right thing to do. And they had a, a bottle, a, an old apple juice bottle in the car. So they all took turns peeing in this apple juice bottle. So when they got home, Dad, um, well, I guess he left it in the car because he was still pretty trash. He went in and went to bed. Mom gets up in the morning and she goes out there and she sees this bottle of what she thought was apple juice. Similar consistencies, th- similar color. The color, yeah. I she didn't obviously smell it. Uh, and they had a baby, so she's like, "Oh no, yep." So she fed this baby. Like, you know, I don't know what number of bottle he was on, but when dad woke up after being up all night partying, he woke up and he walked out in the kitchen and saw this apple juice bottle sitting on the counter and it wasn't full anymore. Uh, he's like, uh, did you, where did you get that? She goes, I got it from the car. He's like, oh no, what are you, did you drink that? She said, oh no, no, I've been feeding it to junior. So Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I've never knowingly drank urine. I don't know. I can't comment on how it tastes. So, Open bottle? Wouldn't you smell it first? Especially since it was yeah, open I, and it was probably full and... Oh, guy. Yeah, don't... don't. Yeah, I had this guy the other night. Uh, and this is the great thing, too. At four in the morning... You'd be, you know, people who are up at three and four in the morning, uh, my typical answer for them to solve their problems is go to bed. All right. Just go to fricking bed. If Some you do that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be up doing dumbass stuff. Well, this guy had this uh, bottle of 
non-dairy yogurt, which what the hell is that? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's, anyway, it's a brand new bottle. He opened it up and he said the foil. Yeah, that's have, you. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, due to uh, have, having my uh, intestine ruined by a doctor, uh, that's oh, the only no. kind of yogurt I can have. Oh, well, there you go. Well, so not only are you up at 4 a.m., but you've got non-dairy. Was this you calling me, Victor? No, it was not me, because by okay. that time, uh, 4, 4 a.m. your time is what? You're eight hours behind? No, it's midday for me. Yeah, eight years behind here in Utah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, he opened up this bottle. He just bought it, and uh, he said the foil, the little foil seal thing on it was open. So you don't so, drink it. Yeah. Well, duh. <laughs> but so, hey, you know. So here's my rationale with that. How much does a bottle cost you? Three bucks, let's say. Five, maybe max. Maybe you've got some like high protein, good shit for like working out. Okay. Maybe that's like eight or nine bucks. Is it worth being in the fucking hospital for two, three days and taking a hundred and something dollars worth of medicine? Throw the shit out. Well, it even gets sillier from there, okay? He said he smelled it, and it smelled not right. He said it smelled like ammonia. So, okay, right there. Okay. We have a winner. We have a winner. Yeah, so so I I have a a rule about uh, eating and drinking things, and that number one is if it looks bad, number two, if it smells bad, uh, number three, don't, don't eat it. Don't drink it. Don't yeah. even don't even try. But this guy tasted it, and he said it was way wicked nasty. Newsflash: <laughs> If it smells like ammonia, you don't drink it. You don't consume it. Are you yeah. serious? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. See, Victor, if everybody was like you, I'd be out of a job. Well, of course, I'd always have two-year-olds. Or, 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 or you, or you, or you have the dumb mom that doesn't lead the story off with, "Yeah, my infant drank bleach." Instead, she leads off with, "I'm bleaching my rectum." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, story time. Um, that's that's always good stuff. So there you go. There's our there's our little story time with Brad, Doctor Brad. Excuse me. <laughs> And this do we want to talk about music for a second? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you. You showed you showed us game over by Udo. Yes, and that's what I wanted to. I'm wearing the Udo shirt. Here's what's funny, okay? The year 2000 is when I got this. 2000. Holy crap, this shirt's I noticed that because it does say 2000 on your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the holy tour. Which uh, that's the first time I've seen Udo. First time I ever saw Udo, and okay. fell in love with what he was doing. And I bought this shirt before. <laughs> I bought. <laughs> I was there to see Saxon was headlining this. It was a music festival in South Texas in San Antonio. A big, big thing. I mean, several thousand people outdoors, and it, it was. Uh, anyway, it was great. It, it's great to be among, amongst uh, like-minded people in the year two thousand that love metal, and. Anyway, so I, I was buying this, this action shirt for me, but then I saw this shirt, and I don't know if you can see the back. Metal? What does it say? 
Metal is my religion. Is that what it says? Is yeah, metal, is, metal is my religion. So I actually bought this for my wife because I thought, <laughs> okay, you you need to wear this and wear it proudly, and because uh, metal should be your religion. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of a running joke with us. But uh, as you see, I'm wearing it now. Uh, so yeah, so the new the new the new Udo came out, and I actually I actually uh, because I buy music because I'm. I, and I don't know why I buy CDs. Um, well, because I don't have a, a turntable, so I can't buy yeah. vinyl. Sorry, Jeremy. I'm still considering it. But so I still buy CDs mostly to support the band. And I, I do support the Udo guys because they were so good to me um, in uh, the interview that we did. And mm-hmm. uh, But I got to tell you, this this album is really good. Like, really, really good. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the albums he did, um, I think Holy Holy is probably one of my favorite ones of his, but a, a lot of them are kind of the same thing over and over kind of stuff and, and right. you know, kind of generic, not the greatest lyrics and stuff like that, but this I mean, one. It's not, it's not like Stairway to Heaven Deep or like All Along the Watchtower, because I mean, yeah. he's usually like really deep with his lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I don't know the last one, and 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 the fact that it was what is called Steel Factory is that what it was called? I think the last album, the last Udo proper album. The last two studio albums were both. One was like Steel Force, and the other one was like Steel Factory. Yeah, Steel Factory. When I saw that title, I was like, oh god, you know, could we be a little more cliche? And and this one probably, I mean, the 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 cover and everything, you know, you look at it and you're like, yeah, that that looks a little bit like, you know, kind of cliche metal stuff. But but I'm going to tell you, like Steel Factory, I thought was fantastic, super fantastic. The songs are just great. The riffs are unbelievable. And, it, and it's this good sounding album. This, right. I'm going to say, is even better. Okay. If you haven't listened to this whole album, if you just watch the video clips, forget about the video clips. Get the get the album, or make sure you got good earbuds, good headphones, or whatever you you know you're going to listen to. Don't listen on crappy computer speakers or your phone speaker. Um, it is really good, and it's it's the 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 songs. I mean, there's one uh, one ballad on there that it's like okay, but I'm not a ballad guy. Let's see here. Jeremy says I like Steel Factory. I like the new one too. Yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway, I'm all in on this. I I can't. I I'm just. It blows my mind that Udo keeps cranking out. Well, recently he keeps cranking out these great albums with great songs. And there's 14 songs on this thing. And when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's going to be a lot. 15, 16, 16. Well, I'm in America, so maybe they don't get as many. Let's see. Well, on the on right. the on the Apple Music one, it's 16. It goes back to that. Oh, you're right. It is 16. See, See it, it, it's so good. It feels like 14. <laughs> yeah. But, but when you see that, you know, you think, you think, oh, guy, you know, 16 songs. There's probably like what, three good ones on there? No, no. There's, there's at least 10 that are just fantastic and a bunch of other really good ones. So, um, so what you're saying is game over is like a, um, a musical enema to your ears. I, I think we're going to have to put that out as a headline. Yeah. Uh, my review, my review. <laughs> uh, can you put that on the next signals to, to not signals tomorrow, your next Mars attacks, uh, 
you know, Brad's review of uh, Game Over. We can, we can do that. Hey, Jeremy does his patrons pick. We can add other patrons. I know. Pick. Maybe, maybe it will evolve. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we can do just a show on patrons picks, similar to what we did. Um, um, you submitted a song for the. I did. The I, show, yeah, didn't I, you? Yeah, I did. I haven't listened. Yeah, to it was the before. Fiction Six you submitted. Yeah. 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 So I mean, that's th- th- that's you know, I th- I thought that that I kind of how do I want to put this? Uh, I was going through Patreon the other day and actually jumping out of a bunch of different things that I had been subscribed to. Why? Because to get one thing a week or one thing a month or one thing every so many months, it's not worth it to me. Um, And that's why I put up all the content that I do, even though some people may think that I'm spamming them with content, as I've been told. Um, It's, it's easy not to listen to it, by the way. Yes. I mean, I, I want to listen to all the songs, but I find it hard to, to like pull that time of my day. Cause the minute I start listening to something, you know, somebody interrupts me and like, geez, I'm trying to listen to this song, this, <laughs> this crappy, um, I, I wasn't going to say this crappy Norwegian band. There we go. I certainly don't want to diss Sweden. Cause I, I, I love Norway too, but Sweden right here. Okay. Yeah. At least musically, it's there. It's in your heart. It is, man. I, I, yeah. Johan, are you still with us? Is is he still? Yeah, he's still there. I don't know. Is it like, can we, can I come to Sweden? What do I have to do? I don't have to quarantine, right? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I maybe, I, maybe if, the, well, he is, he is, uh, 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 I believe he's, yeah, he's there. So Johan, being someone that is a public figure, would would just knowing all of Brad's stories? Okay, so you don't have to quarantine. There you go. Okay, all right. The Swedes um, would welcome you in op- with open arms. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's better than an open butthole, but. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got to go to Sweden. Um, so yeah. And I'm bringing, yeah, I want to go there just to rock, man. I'm, I'm bringing my base. So, so I'm, I'm ready to rock. Let's go. You got to go to Sweden rock festival. Just walk in with your base. Are they they doing that this year? Johan, are they having Sweden rock this year? Are they, I think he said they were in 20, you know, here's, here's the problem with stuff. It's kind of like, you know, we got, uh, I think I've mentioned the ghost and Volbeat. Um, right. concert is coming up here in January and I, I haven't bought tickets for it yet just cause I'm like, well, what if this doesn't happen? You know, I, I'm, you and know, I don't there know. in lies the problem. That's the problem that they, that they're having is that a lot of bands don't have, um, the, the tickets are selling close to the dates. So there are a lot of dates that are being canceled or tours that are being canceled because the pre-sales have been soft. Uh, Mark and I discussed that last week that the um, Blabbermouth had posted that Kiss had canceled the Las Vegas residency uh, because they supposedly, um, 
uh, couldn't get enough people there, uh, you know, or not enough uh, pre-sales is what I'm trying to get at. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, their show that they did here in Northern Utah, mm-hmm. it was uh, selling pretty soft when it was first put out. And so I, th- I was looking at that thinking, oh, man, there's going to be like great seats available at the end. Maybe even prices will go down. And so I put off buying a ticket. And as it turned out, the doggone thing sold out. I mean, even the resale market, I, I think the day of I, I got on there and there was like six tickets left and they were stupidly overpriced. I'm like, eh. and, and they had over 20,000 people. It was incredible. Wow. Uh, and I saw vi- like heard from people that went, saw video from people there and it was legit sold out. I mean, unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, Sweden Rock is almost sold out. Uh, good for them. Well, look at, for example, um, Hellfest in France. They're sold out, and it's two weekends. They're essentially cramming in two years' worth of festivals into two weekends. So, well, actually, over two weeks, because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They, for what would have been 2019, no, or 2020, and then what would have been this year's festival is going to go down the following Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there's technically only three days in between. So that that hasn't happened yet, though, right? It's going to happen this June. June. Okay. Coming June, wow. yeah. Wow. It's hard and to even think that there's going to be a June. <laughs> And and I th- it's something insane, like 420 bands are playing over both weekends. Wow. Yeah. My problem with that kind of thing, and I don't know what the facilities are like, but it's probably just standing room. I mean, you're like out in the middle of a field, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah I, I'm too old for that crap. <laughs> but most of these festivals do have like VIP sections where you Ooh. can, yeah, where there is seated... Um, where, where there are seated sections. Um, so it comes down to depending on who you know and what you want to pay yeah. <laughs> for a lot of them. Um, yeah. well, I'd like to think if I'm going to fly all the way to Europe that I'm not going to go cheap on the concert ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, I got to save some money now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I can do it though. I can stand up. I, I I don't know. I can stand up for quite a while as long as I can move around a bit. Um, well, the the interesting thing here though is, and and I'll give you my experience at festivals here. Uh, I mentioned this last week to um um to the guys from from Return to uh, Earth because Chris Penny was saying that he had played a festival in in spain and that it was really hot i said you're preaching to the choir here because we went to uh we went to madrid for a festival i think it was 09 2010 maybe but it was like over 100 degrees at night oh no and we were in tents and while we were coming into the place i noticed that there was a hotel like where 
you know, the, the, the festival was taking place at the end of an industrial park. And at the other end was this hotel. I walked to the hotel at like four in the morning. Um, well, my, my initial instinct was I was going to take a shower to see if I could cool down. I went there and I thought I was seeing a scene from platoon because the water was like, it was knee high at that point in, in all the portable showers that they had. I can't even tell you what the bathrooms look like because there was, there was urine flowing out of everything. Oh. Um, I walked back to the hotel I asked the guy, I said, do you have any rooms left? He goes, well, the only rooms that are left have air conditioning. I'm like, uh, yes, please. Um, he says, well, it's kind of expensive. It'll be 80 euros for the night, which is like about $100. I'm like, no problem. I went in there. I told my friends, I'm like, I'm dehydrated. I'm too damn hot. I'll see you guys later today. I took a cold shower. Cranked up the AC. I rolled into bed and I woke up at like three in the afternoon, eight, and then went out. Luckily, that next day wasn't as hot. But um, but yeah, so I stayed the uh, the the two nights and then I had uh, breakfast the next day there and uh, we were off on on the way back home. But um, the festivals, unless you're set up the right way with, you know, a, a hotel close or something like that. Some places have campsites that are decent, which is what a lot of people go to because then obviously there's all the after hours partying going on there. But if it's ridiculously hot, it's horrible to be there. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to put up with the heat. Uh, I'm, yeah, not, not my thing. Well, We'll see. Sweden rock. All right. I will, uh, I will look into that, Johan. I'll let you know. Sweden. So the, so the big festivals, we mentioned Hellfest. We mentioned Sweden rock. Jeremy goes to bloodstock. UK also has download, which is another big one. Um, Ooh. in Spain, there's resurrection fest, which is kind of smaller than those. Uh, there's obviously Vakken in Germany as well. Yeah. There's bang your head in Germany, but, Bang Your Head is like in May or April. It's like way ahead of everything else. So, yeah. So there you go. No heat in, in Sweden rock. Well, it was funny because the one festival that I went to here where In Flames played, who is a Swedish band. Uh, the first thing that the, the singer said, first he says, he says that they had their keyboards stolen. So their keyboard and their laptop stolen at the airport so that they weren't going to be able to, they had to change their set list up because they couldn't play any songs that had a lot of like keys or like certain sound effects that they usually use. And then after the like first two songs, he says, he says, I got to take a drink of this whiskey. He says, this is, this is fucking Spain and it's colder than Sweden here. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're in the North of Spain, my friend. You're not uh, once. <sighs> Once you, you hit the Mediterranean or you get up on the plateau, which is in the middle of the country, it's a completely different climate for us. I mean, it's quote unquote winter here. It's been pouring rain for the last week and it's already, uh, you know, in the, the low fifties. So that's what winter's like here for us. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I don't know. What was Sweden this? Rock. Uh, uh, Johan has been to a lot of different shows as well. Um, Jeremy, for you, it's it's Download and Bloodstock. Okay, so he's... What, what is he talking about getting flash fried? Did it, was that like a... Me and my wife burnt on one side of our face, clowns. <laughs> so I guess that means that he got sunburnt down one side. Ah, okay. Oh, that would be awful. Yeah. Um, see, there are loads of mini rock and metal festivals here now, literally around 40 to 50 a year. There's a bunch here in Spain. Like there was one that um, that Armored Saint and Maiden and Overkill, Saxon, and except played like two years ago at this point, I think it was. Um, there's a few here in Spain as well. A few, a few middle to small size things because a lot of these bands play play like Sweden Rock or play Hellfest, and then they try to find other shows to do in between. So, like I mentioned, there's. You know, the, the town celebrations, the larger towns. I went to a show where um, it was it was Overkill, maybe? No, Overkill played the year after. But it was like this small town that has like 10,000 people. Smallish town. You know, it's not a city by any means, but they had Overkill and they had like a bunch of other, like, uh, you know, American bands. Hmm. So when when um, a band like Overkill comes there, I mean, are they and it's not a festival thing? Are they playing like a club, a small club, or something? Or it what? depends where they're at. Where I saw them, I actually got to see them, which was technically a a, a festival. Have a good night, uh, Rob. Yeah, Thanks for joining us tonight. Good night, Rob. Yeah, St. Louis shuts down early. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's um, it's usually a, a club if it's just them. But I saw them on something called the uh, Kill Fest. So where they played was a sports arena. But when I say sports arena, it it held like five thousand people probably, um, and it was only like the floor. So there was maybe like a thousand people there to see them. Um, That's still pretty good. Yeah, if you if you're looking at, I mean, Metallica is something else, obviously, because yeah. they're gonna play a stadium or an arena. Kiss is coming next year, and they play an arena. Priest was gonna play with Ozzy, and that was gonna be in various arenas. Um, ACDC plays stadiums here. Uh, Iron Maiden, depending, uh, they've done a little of each. <laughs> children need food yes they do so oh, there yeah we yeah well maybe his mic can stick around there you go <laughs> um but um it 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 depends on the band we had actually for two of maiden's tours they did their warm-up or they set their stage up and and got their tour ready like about 40 minutes uh east of me and then before going out on tour they they would do one show but the show was only open to 8000 people and the tickets would sell out in a matter of, of a few minutes because 
I mean, technically for them, that's almost seeing them in a intimate atmosphere, you know? Yeah. But I mean, like I keep talking to Mark about, I, um, I don't get why these bands like a maiden or a priest or, or kiss, you know, you're talking about, you know, going to these festivals and not wanting to skimp on tickets. Let's let's say Judas Priest says, okay, we're going to do our usual greatest hits shows, but two days after the big stadium show, we're going to play at a small club for 200 people, and we're just going to do Unleashed in the East, or we're just going to do Deep Cuts, and it's going to be $300 a ticket. You don't think those bands are going to sell all those tickets out? You would think so. I mean, uh, you know, back in, I don't know, seventies and and that there were bands that would do that. They would come to LA and they would do a club show, but they wouldn't say what their real name was. They go under a mm-hmm. fake name. Right. And so people in the know would see that and be like, like Blue Easter Colt was really big at doing that. Uh, and uh, yeah, they would, you know, play one of the clubs and how cool is that? I never got to, gee, there goes no story. Sorry, kids. I never got uh, to go to one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Well. Yeah. Okay, so Jeremy wants to know if bands come near near me. Nobody comes near me, actually. In the desert? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to go to Salt Lake. Although, I got to say, in Wendover, in Nevada there, at the you know, because the casinos and that, they have a, a music theater that's a couple of thousand-seater. It is the best venue around here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, you got to go out there and it's 21 and over because again, it's, you know, cause they want people there to gamble, but I I'm telling you, it's a theater, you know, fixed seats. They're super comfy. Even I bought tickets. I, I went and saw Blue Easter Colt there once uh, where I paid five bucks to sit on mm-hmm. a stool against the back wall. And it still was fantastic because they gave right. you a super high stool. So I thought, well, people will be walking in front of you. Yeah. But I saw seat sitting so high that not a problem and the sound is great they've got their own sound system no own lighting system it's a big ass stage and but they haven't had a concert there well since covid started so right. unfortunately yeah nothing's happening out there uh, and it's got to be somebody who's going to be able to pull in you know more than a thousand people right for them for them to book them a lot of country a lot a lot of stuff like that they'll usually put out there uh but yeah if you go to salt lake there's really no great venues there but that's uh you know there's a couple of clubs um most of them are standing you know you're standing no seats or anything like that and yeah do bands come around here i'm trying to think well jeff tate's supposed to be here uh this month uh, november 22nd and i really want to go see that i i saw a, a clip from his recent a recent show of his the band was really good and I don't know. I I don't know if you've seen this, Victor, but it's really weird because the drummer uses an electric kit. Does he? Yeah, and it actually sounds pretty decent. Okay, but it's just weird to see a guy up there, you know, hitting pads, wow. playing, you know, playing, uh, you know, all the stuff of 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 um, yeah, what are the two albums they're doing? Uh, Empire and uh, Rage for Order. Order, yeah. Well, yeah. but I'll be honest with you. We've talked about this. Quite a bit. I have a program called Superior Drummer, right? Which is what's used by a ton of different artists to record in a studio now, because they'll just um, not now for like the last ten to fifteen years they've been using it. Because 
I, I, it's funny. A lot of people will say, oh, that guy's using triggers. He's cheating. No, he's not. That's like saying, oh, he's using a pickup. He's cheating. Why isn't he playing an acoustic guitar? That's just asinine. You're not understanding what triggers actually do. What a trigger is doing in that case, and especially for bands that are doing shows, especially festivals, um, you don't have the luxury of doing a sound check. So if you have triggers on your drums, you just show up. Most bands either use superior drummer, you either use the basic sounds that are used there, or they sample their own drum kit in a studio. So it's their sounds, but using that program. And what that guarantees is that you always have the sound that you want when you're playing live. It's not adding extra strokes or extra hits or whatever to the drum set. It's just guaranteeing that you show up and that it isn't going to sound like shit because if you know anything about acoustic drums, depending on the humidity in the air, depending on the temperature, you know, yeah, I mean, in the desert, it's not it's not that bad because you don't have the high fluctuations of, of temperature. In winter, you can like at night, but not to the extent where it's going to affect the, the drum head. Um, it's, it's not like, for example, if you're a band that's traveling, okay, you go to the desert, but then all of a sudden you're on the West Coast, let's say. You get to, to L.A. There's a ton more humidity there. So the drum heads all of a sudden look like lasagna. They they it has the uh, you know it, it 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 looks like waves. So you have to tune that, and if you have to tune every song, it's a pain in the ass. So yeah. that's why they use triggered sound, and that's it. There's there's no other reason for it. So I get it. He's actually yeah. using um, electric cymbals too, which I thought I thought well at least you'd use real cymbals. I mean, it's, as a drummer, I've never hit those things, so I don't know what they feel like, but it, I don't know. Well, actually, I lied. I have hit those. I've, <laughs> but it's I've still, got it's about a real symbol, you know? I've got an electric set right there oh, yeah. off the side. Um, and, I mean, the this thing is already what? It's probably like 10 years old. So what's available now sounds a lot better than this, but I can connect it to my computer to use you know, those other sounds and this program superior drummer. I mean, it's recorded like in Abbey road and in like, you know, big studios and they're using drum kits that like they rented John Bonham's Amber drum set to, and another Ludwig, I forget what it is to record that they're using 32 mics. Um, The way that you can set it up as well you can make it so that when you're playing, it alternates your strokes so that it doesn't, so it sounds like that like a human is playing. So every time that you're hitting the snare, it doesn't sound the same. So it alternates it. So it sounds softer, okay. medium, louder, you know, so. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, that, I, I thought that was fascinating that he was using an all electric kit and it actually, and it did sound really good. But uh, so, yeah, and even more importantly, Jeff sounded really good. His voice was super strong. So hopefully he's not. Have you seen any? Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Um, (laughs) Have have you seen any shows where the jazz plays, for example? Oh, that place is the worst. 
Okay, that's where we saw um, the last concert I went to was Judas Priest, Saxon, and Black Star Riders. Okay, and uh, it was my son's only time. Well, first time and only time seeing Judas Priest, and okay. you couldn't, you know, and I knew all the songs. He didn't quite know them all, but without knowing them, I wouldn't have known what they were playing. It was that bad. It's it's a really tall arena. Right, it's built, you know, straight up for basketball. So upper bowl is really close. So you're you're looking down, right. and the acoustics in there are just awful i i will not pay to go see a show there ever again it's just it's just a waste to go there and then not be able to hear what's going on yeah and we we stood out there at the soundboard and and because usually if if sounds bad in a place i i get where the soundboard is because those are the guys who are making the sound and i figure well they think it sounds good maybe it does where they're at uh Mm -hmm. no yeah there's nothing you can do in that place it was awful it was just dead awful yeah that's yeah, felt bad for my son. I was like, "Yeah, you need another shot at Judas Priest where they actually sound decent. You can hear them." There, that's one of the things with a lot of the more modern arenas is that they're built with only like one function in mind. Um, they were there's a wrestling podcast that I listened to, and they were talking about the uniqueness of Madison Square Garden. And they said one of the things about Madison Square Garden is that it was built with acoustics in mind so that when the sound does travel up it comes back down and and it makes everything sound louder and they talked about performing there as wrestlers as opposed to performing in some of the newer arenas uh, or even at some of the bigger events where they're in an outdoor stadium and they said the problem with that is the sound just goes up and never comes back right whereas if if the if the arena's been built for acoustics, it makes everything sound louder. It makes the audience sound louder, makes the band sound louder. So, you know, they were talking about how important certain certain cities, they were talking about the garden, they were talking about I forget what arena in Chicago, maybe the United Center, um, and the Rosemont Horizon they also brought up, which is smaller than the United Center. And they brought up, I think, the forum in L.A. saying how all three of those are great for for concerts. Yeah, I've been, you know, the most of the shows that I saw in L.A. growing up are either Long Beach Sports Arena or the forum. And both of those sounded really good. And I can't you had somebody on here a while ago was talking about the swing auditorium. Was it Drew was, was talking about that place out there in San Bernardino? There's somebody on here. Um, admit it was probably Carl Alvarez. Oh, maybe, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, that place it was like a big tuna can. That's what I called it. It looked just like a tuna can. Okay. And and the the acoustics there were not great. Yeah, it was not one of your better places, but still, world's better than uh, where the jazz play here. The uh, what is it called now? I don't even know what it's, it's called. The they keep changing stuff. names. Whoever, who, yeah, whoever, whoever's got the most money and wants wants yep. to pay for it, they get their name on it. And it's funny so, because oh, they've just bought the you know the naming rights to the stadium for thirty years, and like two years later, it's named something else. It's like well, yeah, what the hell happened? Yeah, so the, the arenas here suck. Um, the clubs, there's a there's a small little club here that hosts a lot of metal shows. It's called Liquid Joe's, um, tied in with Coffee Enema, and. Uh, <laughs> the the yeah and and that's kind of a really cool place i saw flotsam and jetsam there um and that's that's actually how i i first really started getting 
like interested in thrash more because they were they were really good and right. i know the 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 guy who totally toasted you ken mary the drummer no uh, did, well it wasn't ken it was uh it was michael gilbert because it was supposed to be ken uh, and then all of a sudden i got oh yeah. he's traveling that day so michael gilbert's gonna yeah. do it instead well ken mary was he was really good and uh but the sound in there is good um it's a it's a nice little club people are fairly that was i guess that was the only show i do have a story about that show by the way did i already tell this uh these guys tried to start a mosh pit Mm -hmm. you know it's always great when 50 plus year old guys try to mosh they get way too drunk and then they're running around and one of the guys runs into this woman just runs into her and she got so pissed man she she like punched him and he went down and hit the back of his head on the concrete floor. Oh, wow. And I mean, it was like, I, yeah, I thought he was dead. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, yeah, they had to call 911, get, get an ambulance in there, carry the guy out on the backboard. And, and I'm thinking, guy, you know, <laughs> what the hell, people? <laughs> yeah, is, it, is there a way? I mean, can, can you have fun at a show like that without having to punch people? And if you want to punch people, you can go go in the back and do it. Go go in the you know the back area where there's not a bunch of people trying to watch the show, and start punching people back there. I don't know. So so she punched him and it's over, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was he was down, man. It was uh yeah. CEO Dave was with me at that show too. We were. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. Which is always cool. It's always cool when CEO Dave joins in on a rock event. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a cool little club. There's a few other kind of bigger, a thousand type, you know, venues here right. as well. And they, they, but they're all standing, uh, you know, all general admission. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I can do that for a show. Uh, mm-hmm. my wife hates it cause she's small. She's like five, two. And oh. always, every, every time I take Shelly to something, the biggest, dumbest, sweatiest guy in the and all of Utah gets there and he stands right in front of her and you try yeah. moving and then somehow it just doesn't work out. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think I talked about going to the monsters of rock, you know, Van Halen, Scorpions, mm. right. um, Dokken, and well, Metallica was on that bill as well. And Shelly and I went to that. They didn't have it here. Cause of course Utah couldn't host something like that. Uh, we went and saw it in Spokane, Washington. Okay. And, we got down, we sat up uh, in the shade for the first few bands. When Dawkins came on, we got down on the, on the, the floor and pushed our way up there. And we we're probably about, I don't know, 20 rows back ish. You know, there's no seats or anything. And I loved it. I was, and, and it was just a, it was a great, great show. Mm-hmm. And so afterward I said, Hey, what did you think? She says, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounded great, but I couldn't see nothing. And uh, it's like, God, that sucks. You know, you spend all that money, you stand there for an hour and you can't see anything. So yeah, if so, I'm taking, if I'm taking her somewhere, I got to be sensitive yeah. to that. So I'm six, three, and I usually end up with the only guy that's six foot four and up in front of me. Almost always. Yeah. I don't know how I, I'm like a magnet for this shit. So <laughs> We we went to go see um, uh, the two Cavalera brothers were doing a, a Sepultura album in, in its entirety a few years back. And we were at the venue and my friend is to my left. My wife is to my right. They're both much shorter than I am. 
They could see. But I had the one dude with elephantitis in front of me where I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm the only one, like, trying to freaking see here, you, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I seem to fare pretty well at those things, but, yeah, I, I, I can't take her to that, to that kind of a show. So. Right. Which is another reason when I took her to M3 and she really at first didn't want to go that she actually loved it because not only, I mean, cause it's tiered and right. there's seats and uh, you could see hear everything. It was, it was great. It was so nice venue. I'm still waiting to see if they're going to do that again this year. I hope they do. Well, in 2022, 2022. Yeah. 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 Cause uh, I've already, I've already taken the week plus off of work because I, I think I still might be working in May. I don't know. We'll see. Why would you not be working in May? Um, I might retire. Oh, wow. I want to, yeah, life's getting too short, man. I want to, I want to go to Sweden. I want to go to, I don't know. I want to play, I want to play more music and it's tough to work all the time and try to squeeze all that other stuff in there. I figure I'm, I'm kind of my shelf life as far as a musician. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's kind of getting close. So maybe, maybe this is a topic we can do for next time we do this show uh, that you have me on is that what uh, current band that's out that might be out there touring. Mm-hmm. And I think you started this when you talked about LA guns, that their drummer disappeared. Uh, but what band would you be like? I could, I could do that gig. Okay. So think, think about that for next time. Cause I've already got my dream list for, it's like, Hey, if their bass player goes away, I'm in, I am so in, I was like when Udo, when Fiddy left Udo, I was, my brother was like, dude, you got to send him a tape, man. You got to, you got to, I like, number one, I don't speak German. Okay. Cause those guys, as you got to speak German to hang with them. And, uh, anyway, anyway, I think I, I probably still could have done the gig. Well, all, all depends on, uh, how much you were willing to not get paid. <laughs> well, I'm okay with that too. At this, at this point in my life, I can, I could, I'd be like, all you got to do is cover my per diem. Okay. Uh, cover my room board per diem. You don't, you wouldn't even have to pay me. I would, I would do it. Uh, yeah. I'd be more into a fly in band though. <laughs> now, now that's, uh, that's, that, that's uh, figure this. Ace Frehley, Alice Cooper, who were just out on the road together. Yeah, those are those are bus bands. So your fly bands. There's very there's very few of those left. Yeah, I don't know, man. I yeah, the whole bus band thing. It depends on the guys. Um, I again, getting older, sleep for me. I got to have a nice bed. I can't, you know, it's not like the good old days where you could sleep on the floor, sleep on a sofa, whatever. Um, and sleep's important to me. I, I got to be comfy. Oh, Errol Smith will need a bassist. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, you know, it was funny. All week, I'm thinking of what Aerosmith comment is Jeremy going to make this week? Because it's almost become like a running thing here where he, where, where he brings up Aerosmith every week. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, to be honest, to be honest with you too. Like, okay, let's let's just say in a crazy sideways world that I got a call to you know play bass for Aerosmith. Well, no, number one, I really don't know their material. I mean, I know a lot of the a lot of their songs, but not a huge amount. And number two, I just don't know about hanging with those guys. I, I of course, I don't doesn't seem like there's a lot of hanging with the band anyway. It seems like everybody goes their separate ways in between yeah. shows as it is. I think Joey Kramer is probably about the most decent guy uh, to hang out with in that band. And I don't even know. Is he still in the band? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he knows yeah. if he's still in the yeah. band or not. Yeah. I don't even know that they're doing anything, but um, yeah, I'd kind of, cause I mean, for me, it'd be not just the music, but it'd be the right. guys, you know, it'd have to be guys that I think I could hang with. You want to make sure the ambiance is there as well. Yeah. I want to have fun, man. I want to rock. and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. If they're if they're gonna try to make me stay in one place, can't do that. Sorry. Uh, so Ozzy's out of the question. Ozzy's totally out of the question, man. Um, really? They won't. They won't let the bass player move in Ozzy. I guess not. Oh yeah, no, no, no way. Okay. There was. Um, if you read Rudy Sarzo's book, he I did. Talked, yeah, he talks about the fact that when he joined the band, he was all over the place. And then Sharon went up to him and and put tape around the rectangle and said, see this rectangle? You can't leave this rectangle the entire show. Whatever you want to do needs to be done within this space. Um, I can't can't do that. And then I've been listening to the uh, Metallica podcast that they put out for the Black Album, which being the music nerd that I am, I loved it. Um, and Robert Trujillo talks about joining Metallica and how the first show that he did, they were playing. And of course, Metallica's used to, you know, James and Kurt and everyone's like running all over the place. So they're swapping mics all the time. So he says, you know, the first show I'm doing, James comes up to me and he says, and he says, while they're playing songs, go to the other fucking mic. (laughs) And then he goes to the other (laughs) mic and then Kurt comes up to him and says, it's my turn to be at this mic. You go to the other mic. And he was like, what the fuck's going on? And then he says, they asked him, they said, but what's the problem? He goes, didn't Ozzy let you go wherever you want? He's like, no, I was told that I couldn't leave my mic stand. I had to stay at that mic stand and groove away at the music there, but I couldn't go anywhere from there. So I was like, well, they're still doing the same shit. Yeah, that's yeah. I couldn't do that. And by the way, Jeremy, the UFO is one band that I actually know their entire set. And uh, although the guy who's playing with them now, why can't I think of his name? Rob? Is it Rob? Rob. Um, he's from Spread Eagle. Yeah, yeah, uh, Spread Eagle. Um, Less something. Um, yeah, good, good dude. Good dude. And he um, he plays the part really, really well. So yeah, as long as he's in there. But what's that? Does he? Yeah. Rob DeLuca. Rob DeLuca. Thank you. Yeah. Rob. I knew there was an L in there too. So he's a good trivia question. Yeah. Rob, uh, he plays the songs really well. And um, yeah, but I could definitely do UFO. I think I could actually hang with those guys too. I think, uh, I, I think Phil, Phil's a weirdo. Um, but <laughs> I think I could, I could handle his weirdness. Uh, Andy drummer. He's a good dude. Yeah. I could hang with him. So, yeah, put me in. Put me in, coach. I'm in. UFO. Learned a lot 
listening to Strangers of the Night. Jeremy mentioned something about Cozy Powell today. Learned a lot from listening to uh, Cozy's drumming on the uh, second Shanker album and the Live at Budokan bootleg and actually later on with Brian Main stuff. So, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Andy Parker, there was... Yeah, Andy Parker, he's a great drummer. Before I messed up my ankle, I messed up my ankle in 02? No, 01. Uh, snowboarding. And before that, I could play the song Let It Roll, which he plays on Ooh. with double bass. Yep. I could do it That's with one foot. Song. That's a tough song to play. Yeah. 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 That's uh, one. And, and I messed up my ankle and I can't, I can't do the, uh, the same thing. Probably if I, if I had nothing else to do and I sat there, but what happens is when I play at a certain speed, there's a, there's a tendon that pops out of place, which is uh, never fun to feel while you're in the middle of drumming. So <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you the one song off of, um, well, I guess it is on the strangers in the night. They do this kids on there. That's from right. uh, force it. That, that song kicks my ass. I, I did just the rhythm. I don't, I don't even know what the timing is there. I, I but I, I, right. I think I could do it now. I think my, I can get my head around it, but yeah, the rhythm on that. Ooh. Yeah. I don't, I can't play that on the drums. Yeah, I have to think of that. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, I want to think that's maybe an eight-six time signature. It's it is a weird time signature. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. Great song though, by the way. Yeah. No, because yeah. it's it's in triple, so it may actually be like nine-six. No, I think, um, there's, I think there's an odd like a a different five or seven break in there somewhere. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. So UFO. Yeah. Well, well, come on, Victor, get your ankle better. Let's, let's you and me go join UFO. <laughs> I don't, I wonder if they're ever going to play another show again. Can do rock bottom without a problem or. Uh, yeah, I can do rock bottom. I can actually sing that too and play it. That's one of the few light, songs I can sing and play. There you go. Lights I'll out. Your, I'll send you a recording of that. But. <laughs> Lights out is fairly easy to play. I'm trying to think what else. You know what's funny is "Lights Out" is one song that I've never. It's just okay for me, right? And I mean, people go ape shit over it, okay? But I, it's, I, I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's all right. I don't know. I'm, I'd yeah. be okay if they didn't play it in a set. I'd have no problem with that at all. Here's the thing: they like on "Strangers in the Night." I like it a lot more than the studio version. Yeah, I agree. I could say the same about "Rock Bottom," and then when they got back together. They re-recorded both songs for. They re-recorded on one water. of them. What's that? The Walk on Water album. They re Yeah, one was on. And, yes, uh, Doctor Doctor. Yeah, what? Well, uh, Doctor Doctor, and what was the other one? Um, Lights out. Lights out. Okay, and so on the album after that, which is where Shanker bolted, they did the same thing with uh, with Rock Bottom. But see, with that. I know that people were kind of hung up because they tuned down a little with that, but I thought it sounded cool because it sounded a little meatier. It sounded a little, a little heavier to me. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's funny because as a kid coming over to Europe, I'd see all these lists. Oh, greatest live album ever. 
Stranger than night, UFO. Stranger than night, UFO. I'm like, who the fuck's this UFO band? You know, because when, you know, I get it. If you grew up in the 70s, a lot of people knew who they were. But in the 80s, I didn't know who UFO was, you know? So it was one of these things where I bought uh, the Michael Schenker Anthology, which was a two cassette deal. And then I bought Strangers in the Night. And I played the ever-living crap out of both. And with, with Michael, I've mentioned this before, I like more or less everything he's done to varying degrees up until the last Robin McCauley album. And then after that, he just, to me, just kind of lost it because he just kind of became run-of-the-mill, like, Sounded like everyone else. Not to say that maybe some of those Macaulay albums didn't sound like other bands, but I think there were there were enough hooks and melodies and the, to make those songs interesting. And his soloing was really good. Um, but you know, after that, it just just became too generic to me. But the the first two albums, to me, those first two Michael Shanker solo albums. Oh, they're great. They're on par with anything that he did in UFO or anything that he did with Scorpions. Yeah. So I would, I would agree with you there. Yeah. They're both great. Yeah. yeah good stuff. So good stuff. in any event, we are 90 minutes Way in. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to thank uh, Mr. Brad Dahl for joining us again today. Thanks for having me. Always happy. Yeah. It is. It is always. I'm going to do my part for new music here. If you you haven't, yeah, you should get this. If you have at least listen to it, however you kids listen to your music now, Spotify, rectify, whatever. Um, Yeah. This is really good. Listen to it. If, and let me know if I'm wrong. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Thanks everyone who's in the chat today from Jeremy to Rob to Jose to uh paula um who else isn't, it, isn't it time for art to jump in <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know yeah my brother's usually uh, he's probably tied up with something to be honest yeah no i get but, it um i get it yeah yeah good uh, weekend he, to everybody he, he may be watching but uh anyway thank you guys for watching thank you for spending your friday with us oh johan we forgot to say hello to johan yeah johan johan my my so, rush uh, brother in Sweden. I was going to ask Johan, are they are they doing shows in Sweden at all yet, and clubs or anything like that? I kind of I kind of feel like that's still not a thing yet. I don't, I don't think, think they stopped because Sweden never. Oh, I think they did. All my friends and bands there haven't been playing at all. Oh yeah, well, okay, mm-hmm. could be wrong. Yeah, so I don't know, Johan, chime in on that. But I yeah, I, I will. I also want to say goodbye to everybody. Um, and trivia Tuesday. Come yes. on, be there. So what? You won't be able to beat Metal Dan. It's okay. You might be able to beat me, but maybe not. Oh, there you go. Johan said, oh, yes. Oh, okay. All right, Johan and I need to talk. There you go. So, all right, guys. Thanks again. Thank you. As I always say, I appreciate you guys spending this time with us, with me and Brad tonight. There's a million other things you guys could have done tonight, but decided to hang with us and i appreciate that uh and i mean that anyone who's listening to this live or listening to the replay or watching the replay and on that note we will see you next time on the signals no actually yes trivia tuesday and then next week's uh signals from mars 
and listen to Yarg Metal. There you go. And listen to Yarg Metal in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know what you think. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 